Hey everybody, welcome to Raven's House of Horror. I'm here with my co-host Lamia. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. What is that kind of a creepy Halloween? Hello, hello. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How are you? I'm alright. Well, Saturday. Just relaxing now, doing the podcast. What did you do today so far? Mm, not much. Just a lot of, I call it fall cleaning. That sounds fun. Organizing. Yeah, it's, it's super fun. Uh, my fall cleaning is just doing nothing. Hey, whatever <laughs> works. But, um, hey everybody, we're here. We're going to do a review of Uncanny Annie. I don't know if a lot of people heard about it. It's playing on Hulu right now. So let's just get into this. It's about, basically, it's a, on Halloween night, a group of college kids play a strange game and it winds up being a and wind up being trapped inside this sorority house. And you must play the game to try to escape with your life. Before we even get into talking about what we like or dislike about it, just gonna go through the cast just to see if anybody's familiar with it or, you know, just to get an idea when you watch the movie who they are, if you haven't watched it already. First starring Adeline Kane, she's from a lot of CW shows and from the Teen Wolf movie and the second Purge movie. And she plays Michael Ruffinger. You'll definitely know who Michael is in a second. Then there's Georgie Flores. She plays Eve. She's on Big Time Rush. If you know anybody watching Nickelodeon shows, CSI Crime, CSI Miami. And then there's Go Paige McKee. She plays Grace. Only thing I can really know about her is that she played Into the Dark movie, which most of the cast did. Then there's Dylan Arnold, which is Michael. He plays kind of like the little douchey type of guy. Well, not little, but douchey. And he's Wendy's love interest. Then there's Jacques Coleman. Sounds French to me. Plays Craig. He's Georgie's ex-lover. It makes a little uncomfortable in the beginning of the movie for him. And then you have one of the last cast members, Evan Bittencourt. That's a, that's a name. Evan Bittencourt. That's Peter. Yep, Craig's best friend, it seems like. And he also plays Into the Dark. Also with Craig. It seems like they all play Into the Dark the same movie because the reason why, because the director of this movie, Paul Davis, he did Into the Dark. And this lot of people are kind of keep the same cast around, which I think is cool. Because I kind of like that. But not every movie, but some movies though. So starting off, what do you like about this movie? So I like the whole theme of the movie. You know, for me, it it, it reminds me of a demonic Jumanji. <laughs> and, and yeah, it, it's it's very like I want to say self-aware. I forget which character in it, but they even referenced it to Jumanji. Okay. And. So I feel like that's that's kind of the aim the director was taking with it. Is it, is it instead of them getting pulled into a different dimension like the Jumanjis, it just happened where they were staying? Well, yeah, and I mean, with the remake of Jumanji, that's what happened. But if you remember the original Jumanji, I don't remember. They didn't get pulled anywhere. Yeah, I don't remember like ten seconds of the original Jumanji set Robin Williams was in it. I think. 
Yes, he was. And I do. I, so I remember the movie. I, I favor that one. I don't know. You know, it's just, it was my younger days. But that, it's it's kind of like exactly the same thing. It reminds me of Jumanji. Everything in the original movie happens right inside the house. You know, all the like creatures and dark things and everything yeah. come out into their world. And basically that's what's happening in this du- demonic Jumanji. So I really like the idea of it. The entire movie just reminds me of that. Just a creepier version. So, yeah. So since I don't remember the first Jumanji... It reminds me of nothing. It just reminds me of this movie. <laughs> but I like how the thing I like about it, like they they didn't get pulled into no dimension thing, like in the new remake Jumanji. I like when it just stays in this place because it makes it seem a little bit more realistic. Like the entity thing was just happening around them. Like it was just like an illusion. It was like everything was still there, but you just couldn't see anything until things were over. Yeah. So what yeah. Do, what do you like about the movie? Well, so that that's that's exactly what I love. I love that it reminds me so much of Jumanji, but they have their own dark spin on it. And like I said, they're very self-aware with them playing it off, kind of like Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved Uncanny Annie. She was so she wasn't really you know like creepy, creepy. Yeah, her character, you know. Carlisha Hurley is who played this and I haven't really seen her in too much. Um, she's in a few different movies, but... What was her name? Car- Carly... I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Carlisha? Carlisha? I never heard of that. Yeah, so I think she played the role pretty well. For me, this movie was more more kiddish. Mm-hmm. Then it was like horror-ish. Yeah. But the creep factor that Uncanny Annie had was good enough. The giggles alone were just terrifying to me. Yeah, she played but, she played a good creepy little kid type. Yeah, she she did. She really did. The makeup was okay. And like you said, it wasn't like scary, creepy. It was more of a like a teenage horror. If if even if even kind of, I mean it's a horror, but it wasn't like like the atmosphere was good because they kept it dark the whole movie and everything. And Uncanny Annie, she was okay. Like I like how they made her look. I think they could have made her look a little more sinister and made little things more like creepier, if if you say. But for what it was, it wasn't too bad. I think it was more like a teen-rated movie than like a horror horror or something like, you know, a conjuring type creep factor. Yeah, definitely. I mean I would have thought because it was supposed to be, I know Blumhouse gets a lot of shit. like back and forth and a lot of shit more than anything. Yes. I feel like they could have went a lot dark, darker with it considering it was supposed to be a horror film, mm-hmm. but like this, you know, if I had a 12 year old, it would be no problem. Like go ahead, watch it. 10 year old, go ahead, watch it. Like it's, you know, there's just, it's just like that. I mean, yeah, what I like in like what I really liked in it though, I mean, for what it was, even though it wasn't creepy and too scary and dark for me, I think I think some of the kills are okay. Like one yeah. of them, like one of them was my favorite. I'm not gonna like mention it because I don't want to spoil anything, but the one thing that happened to Greg was I think was cool. And I think <laughs> um they shocked you a little bit in the beginning, what happened 
to one of the people that stepped off the house, you know, that went to go when they first, you know, started checking to see what was everything at. Yeah. And when something happened, I think that was all right. But besides that, the best part of the movie to me was like when they run, when they're running around getting chased and trying to figure things out. Because like I said, it wasn't creepy or scary to me. And I say at least good for a one-time watch. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I did love how they had them in costumes too. And it was kind of just like a, like you could still see, they didn't really show the outside too much. But when you did see the outside, you saw everyone's house was decorated. Exactly like what we've talked about before. Like you just don't see it anymore. And when we were younger, like you see everyone's house is decorated. Yeah, they show kids running around laughing and trick-or-treating when they looked out the window. And stuff like yeah. that and then they made it seem more at least halloweeny because they were dressed up in costumes yeah, there, and there everybody, decorations in the house everybody said i think michael wasn't dressed up in a costume but he was satan claus remember oh yeah but <laughs> he really he just had a santa claus hat like, <laughs> yeah. I, thought, like I thought he was the douchebag <laughs> i mean but definitely like you said like it, it's definitely good for a one-time watch i mean they had the Halloween feel there, definitely. Yeah, they did, and um, it, was, it was fun. I like, I like, I like kind of like, if like you say, horror movies that playing with board games or, or even virtual games. I like the, the aspect of it. They don't make a lot of a lot of those anymore. Yeah. So what is, what is some of the things that you didn't like about it? I didn't really like. There was not enough no blood. There wasn't to me. It wasn't enough blood. If there was any, if I can remember, I don't like that. I don't like that they made. Even though Candy Annie was like supposed to be like, I think she was like what a teen, like sixteen, seventeen, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think they made it more like. It seemed like they tried to make it creepy to show, but they didn't go with it. This movie and they made it more like a. They make she remind me of a, a reverse. Girl, a reverse Beetlejuice character, like she was like they made her like a Beetlejuice, but and try to be funny and creepy, but wasn't. But Beetlejuice was more fun. Can I tell you exactly what she reminds me of? What? (laughs) Like all she reminds me of is Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. That's a good analogy. You just, I don't know if it's the ponytails. I don't know if it's the giggles. I don't know if it's just like the kiddish factor. It's the ponytail and that stupid smile giggle she does. Yeah. That's what it is. That's a good analogy. Yeah, that's a good one too. And she, I don't know, part of me, she reminded me like of a girl Beetlejuice without the pinstripes. Yeah, after you said that too, it made me think of Moaning Myrtle. And I was like, you just kind of slam the two together. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and that, that's perfect. one of the things I dislike about the movie. It wasn't enough blood. Like you said, they had the chance to make it creepier. Um, I think they did well with the, the lighting and darkness, but the story was okay. It was just, you know, what it was, the playing board game and being, you know, the entity coming to get you. Like I said, for one of, for what it is, it's a good time, one-time watch for a Halloween movie, especially if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with that. And besides that, um, there wasn't really anything else to it, like, if you're looking for like, it wasn't no real like, you know, horror movies. There wasn't no like sex scenes. There wasn't no really hard hard drinking. There really, there really wasn't honestly no real build up to the movie. It just went basically right into it, and then it just then it went, 
tool it is. They really had no backstories that, you know, on the characters yeah. except, you know, Eve and Jacques that played as Greg that played by uh, what's his name? Again, his name confused. Greg played by Jacques. They they that's the only thing they really did is explain them to and then what happened with Michael and you know that drunken night with Georgie, but not to get into that, you know. Yeah. So besides, uh, I'm with you. Yeah, but besides that, like I said, you know, it's a quick watch. Yeah, they don't give you any real no depth to the characters. And I mean, the dialogue for me was pretty lousy, too. You know what? It's almost like it was. And I, I try to take these movies as they are. You know, you know, when you're going into a movie, how it's, you know, typically going to pan out. Yeah. You have an idea how it's going to be, and you can kind of play it in your head. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, the dialogue was just, it really wasn't there, and it was just like they were put there Mm -hmm. to not spoil anything, but to be killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And basically, you could tell, like, who's going to die and stuff like that. That's if you're into that, like, thinking about the movie and trying to analyze it, which sometimes you just, if you're a real horror fan, you just... You just could watch it and it just pops in your head like you know how it is and but if you try to block that out well, and that's just it. it too like when you're trying to like review movies and talk about like different aspects of it like you think of little things like this like kind of like what you wish you could have seen even for like any class type of horror movie you know you kind of go into it thinking like oh it would have been cool if you had this or that and this and that but like I said, it's one of those things that you really just got to take it for what it is and you can't expect yep. too much from, you know, certain things. Yep. 100%. But like I said, it's good it's, a, it's good for a one-time watch. And like yeah. I said, it's a good game movie if, because they, like, they don't make many of those anymore like that. So like I said, Blumhouse should, you know, go a little bit deeper since they're kind of like right now, they're like one of the main, they, they they push out so much hard, like they should like, I think make them better. But Longhouse, like they have the good ideas, but to me, there's just, they're not, they don't spend enough time doing what they have to do with it. And they do got some good horror that I like, I like. but this one, I think they could have done way much more with this. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's honestly like the setup for it is just, like it's there like there's so much they could have done with this yes like like, yeah i mean even when it comes to like specific kills and stuff like that like even thinking to the jumanji movies like you know the more recent ones Mm -hmm. just the different aspects they throw into that movie like you're kind of playing a fantasy game so the imagination has no limits to it, especially in a horror film. Exactly. They could have did so many things. They could have put so many different creatures and characters in it, too. Yeah. Like, Actually, it's funny because, you know, after the whole Moaning Myrtle, those Grim Reaper things, too, mm-hmm. they remind me exactly of the Dementors in Harry Potter, too. Hey, maybe they copied it. Maybe. A lot of people these days, they... You see, they do a lot of remake on movies, and a lot of movies are the same. It's hard for a lot of people to come up with original ideas. They never know. They take a little thing from other movies and make it into their own, and probably hope people don't really notice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then we would notice because we watch horror a lot, and we critique everything. 
so yeah definitely especially when you're all over the place too like and you watch all sorts of movies and and it, and it, and this movie like you said it seemed it seemed rushed like they, they could have took time and set up the plot and, and with the characters and the kills they could have did so much better and like they could have add different creatures into it they only had that one creature that came out really too the other one that the guy that was coming when your time was up i forgot his name well you know what i'm talking about though oh the the jokester yeah the jokester so yeah. like they could have just did a lot more with other things but like I said, who knows what the budget was? Who knows they were just going to push out something? A lot of things happened behind the scenes that we don't even know about. So yeah, yeah could have had a limited budget. But like I said, if you've seen a lot of different Halloween movies, this is a decent one to watch because it's off. It's playing on Hulu right now. Mm-hmm. But besides that, that's our likes and dislikes and our synopsis on the movie. So hope we, you know, put it out there for you good enough that you can make a choice if you want to watch it or not. So I'm I'm actually good with this review because I can't honestly say anything else about it. <laughs> you basically just sums it up without telling the whole story about it. So no, you kind of go into it expecting to get what you get, you know? Exactly. So what would you rate this? Um, at a one to five raven wings, giving it five the highest, I would give it honestly a two and a half raven wings. Oh, right there with you. That is, I'm so glad we're on the same page. Yeah, because two when you hit three, that means it's, it's really good to me. And anything from two and two and a half is good enough to watch. Two is like, uh, it's, it's up to you. It's like, like, don't get mad at me if you watch it and I'm telling you the two. Like, it could go either way, depending on your likes and dislikes. Everybody got different tastes. Because there's movies I watched that people said were horrible, and I was like, one and a half star on something on IMDb or something, let's say. And I watched it and I loved it. Like, sometimes I like corny, stupid movies. So I'd be like, this was good for me. And they gave it a two, and I give it like a four and a half. So everybody's different. Like, I'm sure there's people out there that love this movie. Oh, absolutely. And that's just it. Everyone's different, you know? So. So that's it for our review. One of our another Halloween review. Stay tuned for this next week when we have a few more coming out for you. Mm-hmm. And if you ever want to look us up in the movies we watch, you can check us out on Instagram at my handle is at Ravens underscore horrors. And the podcast on Instagram is at Ravens underscore house underscore of horrors. Is that right? Brand new. I think that's it. And then <laughs> Lamia, give yours. And mine is weird underscore chick underscore 88. Yeah. Well, you was giggling for it. Did I say that one right? If not, you could correct me. I don't want to give out the wrong one. What about the Raven's House of Horror? That's the right podcast one, right? Yeah, you okay. did that right. When I said that, you was giggling, so I don't know if I said it wrong or right. That's why I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I don't even recall giggling. Yeah, as soon as I said it, I heard you giggling. Unless you just, you know, you're, I don't know, you're on some drugs right now. <laughs> so give me some. I ain't messing with you. <laughs> that's it for our review of Uncanny Annie, another Halloween pick. Stay tuned next Wednesday. We have another one coming out and maybe a special or two within the next week or so. So stay tuned. Raven out and my co-host. Bye-bye. Till next time. Happy Halloween!
Cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Don't play anyone. I'm supposed to be the raven or whatever. Peace out. Talk to you. <laughs>